Before we get started today, I would like to take this time to say thank you to Lone Star Arms and Ammo for helping support the Sounder Podcast and True Hog Hunters Tournament. Lone Star Arms and Ammo is located at 477 North Sunset Strip in Kennedy, Texas, and is open Tuesday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., as well as Saturday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. With a wide range of guns to choose from, let the friendly and knowledgeable staff at Lone Star Arms help you make the right decision with your next purchase. Looking to sell a gun or are in need of a gunsmith, Lone Star Arms can help you with that too. And with their new Silencer Shot kiosk, buying and registering a suppressor has never been easier. You can call Lone Star Arms and Ammo at 830-299-5552 as well as check out their website at LoneStarArmsAmmoLLC.com for updates and news regarding products and services. Also, be sure to follow them on Facebook at Lone Star Arms and Ammo LLC. Thank you to Lone Star Arms for all that you do for the two-way community, as well as all the support you have shown us here at True Ballistics and the Sounder Podcast. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to the Sounder Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the war on hogs. I'm your host, Charlie Lobner. Before we get started, I want to remind everybody to get signed up for the True Hog Hunters and Army Hog Hunters tournaments at trueballisticsllc.com forward slash tournaments for your chance at winning prizes every month for going out hunting hogs. Most hogs eradicated, submitted, and approved will win prizes every month. This month, or actually I should say last month now, February, we have our winners in third place, Squeal Team 6, with a total of one hog. Brazos Valley Boars and Varmints with a total of three hogs. And Punisher Hunting with a total of nine hogs. Uh, Squeal Team 6 wins the Warthog Knife Sharpener. Second place, the $150, $150 gift card to Tractor Supply. And first place to Punisher Hunting, the Convergent Bullet Game Call. That call has several preloaded calls for predators, also hogs. If you haven't checked out that that call, I mentioned it the past couple shows. Check it out on YouTube. Again, that's the Convergent Bullet Game Call. There's several videos out there, some really good content. These guys setting that that call up, and and with, there's one particular video. Uh, it's a it's a thermal uh, video. They got this hog coming in from over 400 yards out to this call and he just as soon as it goes off he he makes a beeline across his field comes down to the valley comes back up on the hill and just really comes right up to that that call uh so proof there that 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 calling hogs um can work done done correctly you know i think that there's a there's a lot more that goes into it and just setting up a call playing your wind is very important and uh but getting them into range, getting them into into a into shooting range, I, I think is a great tactic. If you can get, if you do have night vision, you do have thermal anything, or you are able to you know, say it's daytime and you see pigs off at a distance, this is a great great thing I think to use for for getting them a little closer, getting a better shot. Not only that, but giving you a better chance of getting a second shot, third shot. If you're using an AR, multiple shots. 
at, at these hogs, you know, getting them to come in. If you can get them to come into, you know, within a hundred yards, you got a better chance of getting some some more shots off and hopefully uh, building your numbers in the tournament. So everything that we give away in this tournament, we're, we're trying to give you something to, to put back into the outdoors, whether you're a hunter or fisherman, uh, camping, something like that. We want to give back to you because we know if you're, most likely if you're out there hunting hogs, um, you like enjoying the outdoors just as much as, as I do. So going to be giving away some more prizes. I don't have uh, – I'm not going to announce um, the prize for March quite yet. We had a meeting on it, the Board of True Conservation, but nothing's set in stone quite yet. So I'm not going to go out there and announce it in case there is a change. Uh, so stay tuned next week. We will be announcing the prizes for the month of March. We already have a hunter on the board. Welcome back, JB Ranches. Uh, haven't said his name in a while, but he has started March off. Got one pig. I expect his numbers to uh, to grow. If I if I'm correct, I do believe they lease the farmland across the road from where I live. Um, if I remember, if I remember correctly. They lease the farmland across from me, and uh, there's a. I think the past few years they've done corn, Milo. I think they did a little cotton, um, and have been very successful for the most part. Uh, we had a half inch rain last night, and that that field, I guess they had already planted it, and overnight they already got about two inches of growth on whatever they planted out there. Most likely, uh, Milo maybe. The, it's one field that's kind of split up into multiple fields. So you'll have on the back end. I think last year the back end was corn. Uh, towards the front was was Milo or vice versa. Can't quite remember, but um, already starting the year off right. But that being said, that there's going to be tons of pigs in there probably for the next few weeks, probably the next few months. Honestly, once uh, everything starts to sprout, I can pretty much guarantee you the hogs are going to start hitting it. So don't think I'll be seeing all that much hog activity on my property. Also, I mentioned that before, you know, this time of year, as soon as those, those farm fields around me start getting planted, a lot of the wildlife starts to move, you know, in that direction. We do, this is all river bottom land, so they have all the water, all the shelter they need, and then you add these crops growing in these fields. They got all the food they they can possibly eat. It's an all-you-can-eat buffet, but I know these guys trap like crazy, um, hunt like crazy, and, and so I expect JB Ranches to be putting up some more numbers. So it's been it's been the same names we've been saying for the past few months now. You know, Punisher Hunting's been killing it. Squirrel Team Six has been killing it. You know, now we got Brazos Valley Boars and Varmints been been putting up some big numbers, winning uh, ever since he got into the tournament as well. So you know, it's good to see a familiar name jump back in it. Wish everybody the best of luck in the the upcoming months. It. This is, it could be a difficult time to hunt. We've talked about that, you know, with everything starting to grow, you're starting to get, you know, leaves on all the trees and the bushes and, and the, the fields are going to start growing up. It's going to be hard to, to go out there and really plan your hunt. Everything is, uh, there's a lot of places for them to hide, a lot of places for them to go. And uh, it could be very difficult. But that being said, it could also be the exact opposite and, and you could have a huge payout trapping can be difficult this time of year with there being so much food out there however it's been proven in the past with jb ranches and guys like him have had a lot of success trapping this time of year so 
very curious to see how that's going to go. Um, <clears throat> I have yet to rebate my trap. I haven't even been down to the river. I've been I've been really, really uh, focused on my boat build lately, and I haven't even been going down to the water uh, the past probably a couple weeks, so I haven't rebated my trap. I know it needs to be rebated. I have not uh, put any more SD cards in my game cameras, so the past two weeks has been absolutely worthless. I got no data. That's my fault. I just need to go down there probably over the weekend, throw some more batteries, throw some SD cards in the cameras, and uh, see what's going on there. But like I said, don't expect a whole lot of activity. I got a camping trip coming up. We're going to be down on the river bottom in a couple weeks. So don't know if I even want to get a lot of activity down there with the pigs moving through um, just just for the, the fear of them coming in, tearing it up, and, and me having to fix it and just – I just don't want to deal with that right now. Got a lot on my plate. Like I said, this boat build, it's coming along. It's looking great. Um, I think, uh, honestly, I'm, I'm probably going to, it has nothing to do with hog hunting. But like I said, I do go out and do like my own survey and stuff on the river where I, um, and it's a mental survey. I'm not out there with a pen and paper and writing, you know, how many pigs I see coming down to the, the river bottom and stuff like that. But I, I do go out and, and, get a feel for what is in the area. Not just that, but I, I typically see quite a bit of whitetail. And, uh, you know, the anytime you lay your eyes on wildlife like that, it's a learning experience. It's an opportunity to learn more about that animal, what they're doing, the time of day that they're down there, the temperature. Uh, you take all that into effect and, and why they might be there and where they might be going and just how they react to your presence. It's a learning uh, opportunity. And so I try to to do as much of that as possible. It makes you a better outdoorsman, better hunter, uh, the more you can understand not only the animal, but, but what their what their pattern is, why they may do that, that why why they may be doing what they're doing. So looking forward to that. Uh, but I said the boat build is, is coming along. I'm very excited about that. I got floor put in, uh, the, the subfloor. I got uh, my deck rebuilt. Uh, extended the deck it looks great and i uh, got everything i've been i've been trying this uh this amazon thing out lately <laughs> i haven't really been a big amazon guy uh, honestly i've ordered a few things from him here and there but i try to stay off of amazon the much much as i can but after watching all the boat builds on youtube and all the guys you know from like tiny boat nation uh, oh boy, from like the send it John boats, all those guys really, really talk about using Amazon and there's, it's just so, it's just so easy. So went out there, took a lot of advice from a bunch of guys building John boats and what they do. And that's what I've been doing. And, and, uh, I'm going to do a lot of the same, what those guys are doing and, and also my own little twist. So excited about the build. It's coming along. Um, you know, the fun part starts wiring up everything. You know, it's uh, one thing to go out there and build your deck and, and your compartments and all that stuff and paint. But uh, once you wire up everything, that's that's a whole different ball game. So excited about that. And, and when I say wire, I'm not putting, like, speakers and radio system and all. This is a very basic build. It's going to have lights and a bilge pump. So um, it needs to be able to get me up and down river day and night. And it is a riveted aluminum boat, and rivets do tend to leak. And the last thing I need to do is be three or four miles up or down river and be in a 
in a boat with, you know, 10 gallons of water sitting in it. So I've done a pretty good job, I think, of sealing up a lot of the leaks and, and all that. But, um, you know, I have been in a situation before where we popped a rivet last year and almost sank it way down river. Uh, had no business doing that without a bilge pump. And uh, thank God I had an extra hand. And a guy was good friend of mine, was very smart, and actually took – <laughs> we pulled it up on a on a gravel bed. We scooped as much water out as possible, and uh, he actually took a piece of it, it, it's like a stink bait, but it's more like a like a soap, very waxy. And he plugged that hole with that stuff, and it actually sealed and got us back to the house. So a little MacGyver thing he did, and and saved my my butt. Because honestly, I don't think I would have thought about that, but it worked. Got us home, and. Uh, uh, my for my birthday, my wife bought me a bilge pump, and I could not be more thankful for her for doing that. Thinking about me, very thoughtful gift. Can't wait to get it rigged up. Can't wait to be back on the water. I'm pumped. I'm. It's been, you know, the whole story about getting the original boat stolen, and the time and effort that I've been putting into this thing for the past couple of years. You know, building the mud motor, getting everything set up, and just being back on the water again has just been a blast and I, I the boat ramp is knock on wood everything is looking good um cleared up and uh hopefully it doesn't wash away I, I i we do need rain i will take any rain that we can get um but i really don't want to see my boat ramp washed away because that's a lot of work too but uh very excited to get out there set some lines catch some catfish I, i'd love to, to just go out and catch some channel cats one day fill up a stringer um, have a fish fry. Um, just enjoy the water. It's it's very, very peaceful down there. Not a lot of people. It's a great escape. It's in my backyard. Can't think of a better way to spend a weekend. My kid, my my youngest daughter is is gotten into fishing. She loves it. She loves being in the outdoors. She is something else, and she's hard to keep up with. And I'm loving every second of it. So she's excited about the boat build. She's been helping me paint, uh, help me put the lights on it. And uh, just trying to get her little hands into as many things as possible, get her brain working, uh, just making her a little problem solver. See something, you can build it, make it happen, and uh, get out there and enjoy the outdoors. You know, we live on a very beautiful piece of property. We're very blessed for that. Um, and the only way that that continues, you know, the only way that we are going to preserve what we have is to teach the next generation to love it as much as we do. In fact, we need to teach them to love it more. And it takes a lot of time, you know. You're not you can't appreciate something honestly from indoors, you know. I'm not I'm not the kind of guy that's going to sit around. I'm not knocking you if you're a big video game player. Everybody has their thing. Everybody has their little hobby. That's not me. I I love to be outside. Um in fact, I've, I I would much rather just sit on a porch and hang out than sit inside and play video games. I think uh, there's a lot to take in, get some fresh air and enjoy the evening and think, put the phone down and think that's how things are built. That's how, you know, to be honest with you, this project on the boat has been, Oh, honestly, it's been three years. Oh yeah. About three years of me looking and staring at this boat and coming up with how I want to do it. How can I make the best out of this 14 by 48 John boat? There's very limited space. There needs to be storage compartments, but they can't be to the point where you can't get around. I still 
usually go out with at least one other person. It needs to be fishable for two people, sometimes even a third. Um, you got to take an ice chest. You got to have a live well. You got to have all kinds of stuff that goes into to catfishing, goes into gar fishing, goes into setting lines, goes into just enjoying the river. So wanted to wanted to make it right. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it the right way. A lot of the lumber was all donated. Um, came off the build for the shop here at True Ballistics. Once everything was finished on the inside, there was some leftover plywood, leftover two-by-fours. And uh, boss said, you can have it. So I took it, and it's been sitting in my shop, taking up space for two years. Oh, shoot. Honestly, it's been taking up space for like three years. Um, now I think about it and just been uh, staring at it for a long time, wondering what I'm going to do. Plywood is not the best option, obviously, for a boat. There's uh, precautions that you got to take. It includes a lot of paint, top and bottom. Got to seal up all the, all everything. Keep the water out. The water once it gets in that plywood will rot it very quickly. Um, and also, plywood adds a lot of weight. Weight slows you down. Weights, you know, keeps you a little deeper in the water. It's harder to get on plane, which isn't the best thing for a shallow river like I have. But it beats going out and spending a whole bunch of money on aluminum. And uh, it, it, it's a budget build. That's what it needs to be. It's a budget boat. I mean, everything on it is 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 built to save money. <laughs> but excited about being back back on the water. Can't I can't wait. This this next uh, couple of weeks is gonna just drag on because I'm ready for my camping trip. Ready to just go out and enjoy the outdoors. And I I would love you know I you know what. I'm going to go out, I'm going to set my trap. I'm going to set it this weekend, and I'm going to hope and pray that I can not only get some pigs to, for the tournament, because i got a feeling there's be some great prizes this month. I'm very excited about that. Um, but also, I'd like to get a big, fresh pig for for camping. You know, fresh ham, you know, the hind quarter, maybe some, some fresh uh, uh, loins off of it. be great for the pit. Everything that we're going to cook, pretty much is going to be off the land. We got tons of venison in the freezer still. Still got tons of wild pork meat. I got two big slabs of ribs off of a sow that we took. Um, big fat ribs. I'm very excited about that. I'm going to take those out to thaw a few days before the trip, get them rubbed down, put them in the in the cooler, and just let them let them sit for a couple of days before we smoke them on the, on the grill. But it's going to be fun. Um, Camping at a budget, too. This is tent camping. Now, I am going to be using the boss's travel trailer, but that's for the kids and the wife. Uh, keep them cool. It has been warm so far in late February, and I expect March to be nothing less. Um, but want the kids to come out and camp at least for a night, so going to borrow the travel trailer. Brother's going to bring down the his generator, keep them in the A.C. when they need it, and, and – uh, just be comfortable. I don't mind camping in a tent at all. That's how I grew up. That's camping for me. Um, but as far as the wife and kids go, my oldest daughter having special needs, um, need to keep her comfortable, keep her out of the sun, uh, just so we can, you know, limit the chance of her having seizures and stuff like that, which she's prone to. So going to try to keep her comfortable at the same time. Want to include her in just about everything we do as much as possible. So going to drag them all out to the outdoors in the next couple of weeks, sit around a fire, um, have a few adult beverages, and, and enjoy some time in the outdoors. The campsite's very special to me. It's dedicated to my dad. Um, 
can't do everything I do, camping, fishing, hunting. Um, it all came from him. He, he went out there and he drug us to every campsite in Texas, it seemed like, and, and taught us how to do it. And, you know, for the most, most part growing up, we always camped out of a tent. It wasn't until I got into high school that we had a, a travel trailer, um, that we would go out and, and go camp in. And, and that was luxury for us. And even then, most of the time the kids would camp out in the tent. Parents had the travel trailer and, and, uh, but it was nice. We did that for a while and, and, you know, since then kind of reverted back. I don't do near as much camping anymore. My kids are still very young, but it's time to get back into it. Me and the wife have looked at travel trailers and, uh, the time's going to come. We just got to pull the trigger on one, but same thing. Everything I do is, is, is budget. I don't, I don't need the high end luxury items, you know, as much as they are, they're nice. It's just more stuff that can go wrong, more stuff that can break more stuff to take care of and really uh, as far as the travel trailer goes i need a uh, a bed and a uh, ac <laughs> everything else i can pretty much cook outside and and all that maybe maybe the little restroom for the girls but um very excited about the camping trip very excited to get out there but got all that you know like i said back to the, the campsite my dad after he passed away, we dedicated the campsite to him. It was a place that he took a lot of pride in. He kept it clean, spent a lot, a lot of days down there sitting in the river, everything from fishing to just cooling off, listening to music. Um, my my early 20s were spent, you know, I, I'd get off of work, and he'd call me up, tell me to meet him down there, and he'd already had the, the Polaris pretty much back down, you know, almost halfway into the water radio going, and he'd have a cold beer sitting in the water, and, and that's just – uh. Those are good memories, and every time I'm down there, I'm thinking about that. And um, so I know it's the same way with my brother and a lot of my friends. You know, every, every time they would come down there, you know, Dad was out having a good time, and you know, I can't can't tell you how many you know times a, a, a simple get together turned into a, a whole whole party of grilling and and you know staying up late at night, sitting around a fire, and and that's just kind of a tradition we like to keep and in honor of him and that's what the trip's all about camping trips dedicated to dad it's something we like to do every year you know it's been hard on on some years we've had to put you know pretty much cancel it for for a year just because we've had you know we got kids kids get sick and, and things come up and but uh as the kids get a little older things have got a little easier you know and and we're gonna get back to it you know all that's gonna come into into play i think with my kids is you know not just learning about camping but learning about hunting and everything that he taught me, you know, trying to make the the younger generation better. That's what that's what it's all about. Make them better than us. Teach them the right. Teach them right and wrong. Um, try to teach them the mistakes that we had to learn the hard way. <laughs> you know, uh, being a young man, I remember thinking I knew everything about the world, and I was just smart, and everybody else was dumb. And now that I get older, I start to realize, man, if I just soaked in a little bit more knowledge from from everybody not just my dad but you know a lot of his friends a lot of my uncles uh even my older brother my my older brother's got eight years on me if I just learned a little bit more from him I probably would have been you know miles from where I'm at today and lesson learned you know it's a hard thing to tell someone when they're young is to listen to an older person who's been there and done it (laughs) but um that's the goal. The goal is, is to just enjoy as much of it as possible. Like I said, being very blessed to live on a piece of property like that. Very blessed with the rain that we had last night. Um, just want to, before we, we wrap everything up, I, you know, 
want to say thoughts and prayers go out to everybody that that had any serious hail last night. It was a, a freak storm, completely unexpected. Woke up a little after midnight last night. My wife woke me up, you know, to lightning and thunder and rain. And the next thing you know, we started getting hailed on. Uh, I think we had about nickel size hail at the uh, at the farm. Nothing, nothing damaged um, as far as the roof and the vehicles go. But I mean, had no time to prep. We had the vehicles out in the driveway. There was no, I didn't have them in the shed, anything like that. Wasn't expecting rain. You know, they weren't calling for rain till today, which is as I'm doing the podcast Thursday, Thursday night. So, um, gonna keep an eye on that. Gonna pray for more rain. We sh- we sure can use it. I know a lot of the county can. We're going to the early spring. It looks like everything, even the the mesquite trees are, are bloomed, and and that's pretty much a sign that we're done with winter. We shouldn't have any more freezes. Um, that being said, doesn't mean it can't happen. Uh, that would be a huge setback for a lot of farmers, especially with stuff already sprouting. So pray that we're done with the freezes, the winter, the winter weather, for our farmers and ranchers' sake, our landowners, uh, everybody out there that's contributing. Um, and then just a reminder, get out there and, and do your part. Get, get signed up for this tournament. Get out there and hunt hogs. Win some prizes for hunting hogs. But main thing is... You know, this is a very important time of year to to put as many hogs down as possible. Um, they're going to be on the move, um, especially at night. With it warming up, they're going to be moving around a lot at night. If you have access to thermal night vision, get out there and go hunt. Go have a good time. Uh, be careful. Snakes are out. Reminder on that. Um, been seeing a lot of Facebook posts of, of everything from your uh, – your bull snakes and blue indigos to your full-on rattlesnakes and water moccasins. Keep an eye out on that. Um, best thing you can do is if you're going out there and hunting that way and you're running through the dark, get you a pair of snake boots, get you some kind of snake protection because it can happen. I, I never, you know, to be honest with you, never thought it would happen. I, I've been running around our property my entire life as a kid. You know, every straight little stick I saw was either a gun or a sword, and I ran around the property play an army with my friends, with my cousins and, and all that fun stuff. And I'm talking about run through thick grass, th- through brush, um, with nothing on but tennis shoes and a pair of blue jeans. And, uh, very seldom had any kind of encounter with a snake. In fact, most of the times I had encounters with snakes was when I was, I was fishing in a boat coming across them, you know, while setting lines or something. Most of the time that was a water moccasin, but never in the position where I, I was put in harm like any kind of risk um and it took my my best friend getting getting bit right there in the campsite well we'll be camping in a couple weeks um getting in fact i think we were getting we were getting ready for a party we were going to go down there and move um a barbecue pit we went down there decided we're not going to break our backs on it and we actually had had a beer. We were hanging out, going to go take a look at the at the water. We were going to walk down to the rocks, and uh, he was right behind me and get bit on the ankle by a rattlesnake. And uh, spent five days in a hospital, laid up, and that's not good. So um, now that being said, he's wearing tennis shoes and shorts. But we'd been down there hundreds of times before that in the same the same clothes. I mean, can't tell you how many times I've walked through there in flip flops and, and swim trunks. Uh, going down to the river, so it could happen to anybody at any time. Um, just wanna want you to think about that when you're out there. Everything's hot; it's starting to warm up. 
they're going to be on the move. But, guys, that's going to do us on time. I got to talking about boats and all kinds of stuff. Really got off the topic of wild hogs. But get out there. Join the tournament. Again, www.trueballisticsllc.com forward slash tournaments for your chance at winning some great prizes. Thank you all so much for tuning in to Sounder Podcast. Y'all have a great weekend. We're going to keep praying for rain. I'm out of here. <laughs>